Hello and welcome to Brillcast. We'll be doing some sketches, one-liners and general comedy writing chit-chat each month. We hope you enjoy episode one. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America was unable to be here today. As part of our ongoing commitment to a sustainable future, this podcast has been typed in a green font. For those wondering what difference it makes, and we're assuming we don't attract any discerning listeners here, a black font sounds more boring, whereas a red font sounds more alarming. A yellow font sounds like this. You're listening to the Brillcast with me, Major General Sir Revlon L. Halumi, DFS, KFC, CDM, and Bar, he, him, Harumpha, and I'll be dropping in some blinging tracks and grinding the sauce for your airpods, you wacky generalization Z hombres out there. But first, up we go to the science forecast with Professor Byron Starr. Or perhaps I should have read, but first up, we go to the science forecast. Anyway, here he is, Byron. Welcome, welcome, my dear ones, to the science forecast. With me, Byron Starr, professor of everything really, really wonderful, where otherworldliness meets alternative reality. Are we all alone in the universe, we ask (laughs) ourselves? Is the world really round, or are you keeping to the rule of six? And speaking of otherly worlds, why do we say it's out of this world, when most of us have never been there? And where is there? This and many other questions we will pose to the crew of the International Space Station, who are on the line now. Hello, Starship ISS. Do you read my mind from space? Hello, yes, we read you loud and clearly. But how, when I have my tinfoil hat on? What a mysterious universe. It's really strange, isn't it? I think we are reading the same script as you, so, you know, carry on. Well, welcome to the science forecast. Can you tell us anything about the science of the future? Yes, yes, we can. Dimitri and I are doing some really exciting experiments on seedlings. Seedlings, did you say? That all sounds rather dull. Do you not do anything up there with paranormal seedlings? No, we didn't bring any. But we are looking into effects of weightlessness on oak trees in the hope that we may be able to build lighter uh, Tudor houses in the future. Ooh, fantastic. Will there be haunted houses? No. Well, will they exude an eerie lightness, then? No, we don't think so. Oh, dear. Well, we seem to have inexplicably and strangely lost our connection with the ISS. And that's your news. Now let's get the sport with Sal. Over to you, Sal. Thanks, Tony. So today we start with a big story in snooker. Last night with Ronnie whoa, O'Sullivan. Whoa, 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 Sal. I think I said we're going to you for the sport. Sorry? 
I said sports news, you know, sport, not leisure. You know, people actually getting out of breath. But, oh, um, oh, I see. Okay, um, well, let's start with the golf then. Yesterday at Canoosie... No, I... no, Sal, Sal, lovely Sal. I don't think you're quite getting this, are you? We're talking high adrenaline, not darts, not snooker, not golf. Oh, okay, right. The McLaren Formula One boss no, has said that... No, no, sport, Sal. Actual sport. Okay, uh, in horse racing? No, don't even start me. Well, uh, there was a kickabout in Princefield Park, you know, behind Budgeons yesterday, between quite a few lads. Yeah, let's hear about that then, shall we? Do you own a new car? Has it been designed by a child with no sense of proportion whatsoever? Do you find yourself unable to get out of it at the supermarket? Well, we have the solution for you. Call one of our team of experts at www.getonyourflippingbike.com. Hi, Karen. Louise, how are you? Fine, you look great. Of course. You had the baby? Yeah. Oh. Where is it then? What? The baby? Oh, I flogged it on eBay. What? Oh, Karen, you didn't. No, of course not. It was just too much hassle uploading photos. Anyway, it was a prohibited item, so you know. I just left it in a church. No. You're kidding me. Oh, Louise, you always could see straight through me. The church was locked. I left it in a restaurant. Karen, stop messing around. Nobody would do something so stupid. Well, I did. Two days old. I just completely forgot I was a mother and left it there. Oh, Karen. <laughs> oh, Karen. Oh, there, there. Have a tissue. <laughs> you have a good cry, girl. Go on. What did you have, anyway? Oh, oh. I had the oxtail soup, followed by the chef's special stir-fry. And you join us now at the British Fisherman's Evolutionary Competition as contestant number nine takes the judge's question. Hello, mate. Have you caught anything? Chub. Oh, it's a chub from number nine. And uh, number ten now. Remember, the judge can use up to five questions. Any luck, mate? Bus. And that's another monosyllable. So far we've had trout, bream, roach, pike, carp, dace, perch and uh, eel. Then chub and now a bass there. Now, contestant number 12. Will it be tench, I wonder? These judges are looking for something more than a single syllable, which you wouldn't really expect. Since the earliest prehistoric sludge, the hunter-gatherer fishman has been reluctant to utter more than a single grumpy syllable, but now it's the turn of Rod Briggs. What can he do? The judge is just quietly approaching. What you caught, mate? Oh. Good, 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 is he good, going for it? Good, good, good. That's fantastic.
Pray for ye, King of Old England, Harold Godwineson. Born circa 1020, it saith here. Harold too to you. <laughs> I get my kicks on Route 1066. Oh, great, a pub at last. Oh, sire, my liege, your highness, your majesty. Welcome to my humble inn. Might I serve you with some fine ale this soon-to-be historic day? Tis I, King Harold, obviously check out the crown, etc. I arrive early for ye, great battle of Hastings this day. We have travelled far, landlord, a damn long way. Many, many furlongs, in fact, though, of course, I was on horseback. But quench my thirst, innkeeper, and pour me a tankard of your finest cider. A uh, longbow, is it? Strongbone, sire? Strongbone, that's the very fellow for me. Oh, sire, it would be my most humble and gracious pleasure so to do. Well, obviously it would, yes. Your royal tankard, sire. My eye! My eye! Or, 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 or perhaps you might prefer the mead, my lord? Has life handed you lemons? And you just don't know how to make lemonade? Well, get you in your Sicilian farmhouse. You've a cellar full of vino, so drink that. Welcome from you to me, Simon Frisson, to this week's episode of Crash in the Attic! <laughs> With us are our panel of experts, the master of all things nuanced, Charles Haythorn Thwaite Blinkhorn, and uh, my plumber, Alf Butterworth. And sounding this week's ding-dongs, as always, the delectable Miasma. So, without further ado, for your expert ears and deliberation team, let's play round one of Crash in the Attic! May we have our first cacophony, please, Miasma? So, Charles, what did you make of that? Well, of course, this was most interesting. <laughs> in fact, all my academic life I have yearned for such a sign. It is, without doubt, one of the rarest you will ever hear. You will be delighted to know that it was, in my expert opinion, a rare Ming vase. Do go on. I do. Well, clearly, it was falling from a nastily constructed plywood shelf. It tumbled down onto the 22mm copper pipe, which I believe supplies the domestic hot water for a large four-storey country house. Somewhere in the West Country, perhaps? A beautiful resonance, and a faint echo suggesting to me the attic of Lord and Lady Claxon Barrage. Cheswick Heist, perhaps? I also detected the merest feather touch, no, mere whisper, of a filigree, almost guillotine cardboard box containing rare sheet music and a first edition recorded libretto on the way down to the uninsulated ceiling joists, exquisitely ethereal. How fascinating, my dear Charles. Over to our other guests this evening. Alfie, any thoughts? Well, first of all, I love the sound of popping bubble wrap, don't you? That Ming thing smashed off a rail trait. But based on my plumbing experience for nigh on 30 years, I think you'll find it was actually a half-inch Imperial Rising main supply pipe. <laughs> oh, 
all right, all right, all right, settle down. Okay, yes, it was copper I grant you, but it was a chipboard shelf, not plywood. A deaf sound engineer would know that. And a rare sheet music in a fidgety brioche box. Come on, it was a Jaffa cake box. <laughs> and it was Lego bricks. Blue ones, if you must know. And a country house. More like my Auntie Sheila's bungalow, if you ask me. And she has a flat roof. Charles here calls himself an expert. He knows nout about this sort of thing. Nout. He's only on this show because he bribed his way on. <laughs> what impertinence. I mean, really, why are you even here, Bridell? Because, well, I'll kiss anybody I will. Tell him, Simon. <coughs> yes, well, we have to leave it there. Begging to differ, you might say. Uh, uh, thank you to our experts and to you, our listeners. If you have any strange sounds upstairs you want investigating, do let us know. That's it from this week's Crash in the Attic. Goodbye from uh, Norwich. Goodbye. <laughs> This episode of Brillcast comes to you courtesy of Brian Hayes, Hill Jennings, Bob Cousins, Jill Jennings, Graham Cleaver and possibly Scott Graham. Additional music was by Hill Jennings and various artists on Pixabay. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it if you enjoyed it. And if not, we can point you to some other stuff.